With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's Bashomania! Let me tell you something, brother. He gave us everything he had in him tonight. What you gonna do when Bashomania runs wild? Oh, it's gonna be a good one. And business just picked up here on the podcast. Oh, yeah. We are back. Episode 150, Bashamania, Coffee Talk. Chenzo's here. Real Woods is here. And this episode is brought to you by Attack. And really, you know something about Attack, don't you? Oh, yeah. What do you oh, think yeah. of Attack? Attack is the go-to place to find, to really organize your training lifestyle you know you need a you wake up in the morning you choose your breakfast you got to choose the right breakfast right you got to make sure you're consuming the appropriate nutrients so you go in the attack at it attack app it has that for you you go to your first workout you're design, designing your workout plan it has all that for you it has the whole structure it has everything even like the amount of sleep log it attack it the amount of water you need it like for people like me especially who don't have coaches like Chenzo around me all the time. I need this. Well, I even tell real, I'm like, Hey, don't even listen to me, man. Just, just go look at the attack app. And then, Smart. you know, you get your, you get your workouts from there. You're like, oh, there's no, I don't even need to be here. Humble coaching. <laughs> yeah. Humility. It's key. You, know, like it's, you, you got to know what you're good at. Right. Yeah. So guys go download the attack app, ATAC. It's a mentality uh, mentor nutritionist, all that good stuff in your pocket. Download the tap, attack app. All right, Chenzo, real. I don't know how long we have Chenzo for because he's soaking wet, dripping sweat from rolling around. Yes. Chenzo, who are you just rolling around with? Uh, yeah, I was just wrestling with Ben Hannes for a little bit. He's a little bit bigger than you. He is, but, you know, um, when, you got, when you got muscles like this, and, uh, you know, you can wrestle with whoever you want. That's true. Real. Can you attest yeah. to that? Oh, yeah, for sure. So, <laughs> it's a little too highly, but yeah. <laughs> I, I guess that's a good segue because I want to start with with the dynamic between you two. Real. What has it been like for you having Chenzo in the room as a coach? It's it's hey, it's humbling. Be honest. <laughs> no, honestly, it's really humbling because. You know, I go in the room and I feel like I could just dominate whoever I'm, you know, whoever's in front of me. And that's just my mindset, just as a wrestler stepping onto the mat. But, uh, you know, having Chenzo there and him working me when I need it is, is, is absolutely necessary for my development. And, you know, I, the more it's good too, because like the more like cheeseburgers I eat, the more pizza I eat, you know, the, the better I do with real. And, <laughs> I think it's a direct correlation to be, to be completely honest. It's just like the fatter I get, the better chance I have, you know, I got to use that weight to my advantage. <laughs> that, that sounds like legit. Vincenzo for you, you're like, I was thinking about this earlier today. Is there an interesting dynamic that you're so close in age to the guys you're coaching? Like you were just teammates with a bunch of guys now you're coaching guys and you're not like that much older. We're like, let's say you're a head coach walking into a program and you're like Rob Cole, right? You're like, you're a dad to the kids. You're so much closer to them in right. age. What's that dynamic? Like, I, I think it's, I think it's a good thing. Really. I think, um, I think I can just relate a little more, you know, I'm, I'm so fresh out and like, I'm just so recently in college that, you know, what I did and what my team did that helped us succeed is so fresh in my mind. And I feel like I could just, you know, help our guys, you know, kind of follow along that path really. And, you know, just kind of brings new mindsets, new attitudes, because me and Grant are both very young for coaching. Um, so like, I think we just, you know, we can wrestle a lot. 
Um, you know, that's one of my main jobs. I work, like, I'll probably work out three times a day with the guys. So it's just, uh, that's dedication. Being to, just being able to compare, you know, just like different, you know, attitudes, different philosophies with, you know, that me and Grant have compared to, you know, Enoch, Rob, you know, whoever else we have coaching out here. Makes Go sense. Ahead. And speaking yeah. of coaches, I feel like we can't get too far in this episode without bringing up Izzy. Izzy is like the man. And I've said this a few times, I feel like in either offline or on the podcast, I can't remember, but I don't think people know the impact that that guy has on the sport as a coach. And I think you're going to start to really see it over the next five to 10 years, what he's doing with so many athletes. And, you know, as they start getting older and as he continues working with those, I think you're really going to see it more and more. But real, I don't know how many athletes know Izzy better than you do. What has it been like having Izzy coach you? Izzy's a special coach in in any area of coaching that you can think of. But something that I think is really special uh, is that he teaches you, you know, throughout, not like directly and not, it's not this structured like, program that he teaches you but it's like a philosophy of life of like growing as a human being that's so special about his coaching it's not like you know you coach he has great technique great you know but it's the mindset i think that's that really is instilled into all of his wrestlers that's what makes him special as a coach yeah and izzy's one of those guys who you know i remember we just had him on when Kennedy blades was on and he said it, it it's su such a family dynamic. Like, it's not like it's just, Hey, you're coming in the gym. I'm training you as a wrestler and you're going about your day. Like there, there is a family dynamic. And I had heard, I don't know if it was true or not, but I had heard rumors of one Stanford canceled the program that like, you were just going to go back and train with Izzy and do MMA. Was there any truth to that? <laughs> um, at that point in time, honestly, there was just no, there was no telling what direction I was going to go. But, uh, but I mean, Izzy is a hundred percent family, a hundred percent family, you know, and that's all there is to it. He, he is family to, you know, the, the closest of his wrestlers, which is, you know, all of them. We're all, we're all family. It's Izzy style. It's Izzy style wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> ladies if you're watching this on youtube or rockfin you're welcome chenzo you look like you had something to say there when when he was talking um no i just i just like what you were saying i've uh from you know the conversations and i've had with izzy and from you know just getting to know him a little bit i can kind of see what you're saying i i think that he definitely does a good job with that stuff but i also was wondering where are you right now i'm on a different planet no. yeah like <laughs> how how did you get to where you are <laughs> he, he's not he's not getting that he's not into it <laughs> real why you have that oh, background me. yeah oh, I think yeah. you're talking to oh my god <laughs> oh, i'm in the fuck <laughs> I'm in space. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah, I can see that. What's up with space? <laughs> you don't like my background or what? No, I think it's I think it's sick. I just want to know how you got there, bro. Oh, dude. Imagination. <laughs> okay, there you go. That's see, that's all, right. all I was looking for. That's all I was looking for. Fair yeah. answer. All right. So going back a little bit, real, your NCAA tournament history is kind of unique because in 2020. You only had one loss. It was to Luke Pletcher, close one in sudden victory. I actually just watched that match today because I, I was going through WrestleStat, looking up all your history. I'm like, I, I got to just watch this match. I don't know if I saw it back then, but it was a super, super close match. The only match you lost in 2020 before NCAAs got canceled. And I don't want to rehash this too much. I know the conversation's been had a lot. But when you were doing so good, 20, 2020 was, was looking awesome for you. And then NCAAs got taken away. How do you think that kind of impacted your career moving forward? Uh, that what, with, you know, the consequence of the tournament, I mean, of the team getting cut uh, impacted. I mean, my career tremendously with it, it just changed my direction. 
you know, I, I, I wasn't really sure what was next and I had to figure that out and I had to, you know, had a lot of thinking to do with myself and with my, everyone around me who supported me and had to, you know, sit down and, and find my, find where I was going next and decide what was next for me. So it was, I mean, to answer your question, it was, it was very, very impactful in the rest of my career. But uh, we're here now, and this is what matters. Was there, like, a sense of – I got to imagine the frustration was high. Like, you've had such an interesting year and a half, and I imagine, like, your frustration's high. Even last year, your, your like, last-minute decision to compete, go to the Pac-12 championships, go to the NCAA championships. What went into that decision? Um, a lot of – almost, I think, a lot of hype went into that decision. It was like a lot of excitement of, you know, the time of the year. And, and I can it, see that, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't so much driven by a rational plan. It was just kind of, <laughs> it was kind of just a boom, we're going to do it, you know, type of thing. Uh, yeah. And like, did that when, you know, everybody was so, so excited for you entering the tournament, and everybody just had like such high expectations for you. And the performance wasn't what I'm sure you were expecting or others were expecting after the tournament was over. Did you kind of like chalk that one up as to like, well, I wasn't really planning to compete, but I compete anyways. Like what was the perspective after the tournament? The perspective after the tournament was I'm not where I want to be. Uh, whether that be because I hadn't been training all season or, or, or whatever was, exactly why I was I wasn't where I wanted to be and it, that I needed to attack those reasons and it, it's exactly why it, it's because I didn't you know put in the work that was necessary to put myself in the position to you know win an NCAA title at that time and uh that's what I'm doing now because that's where I want to be um and yeah like like I said after the tournament it's, it's just is what it is it's not like you know it, it's not like, oh, this is just an excuse of, you know, this just, it's a fluke. It's a fluke of a year. It's a, you know, it's, it's not, no, I decided to go compete out there and I'm going to take responsibility for what, what I didn't do, you know, and what I did. And uh, Justin, after, you know, getting to know him a little bit and stuff like that, after you asked that question, I could have gave you the same answer, man. He's just, you know, not the type of guy that's going to be like, yeah, you know, I didn't train. It is what it is, you know, and you can see it, you know, you see it when he comes in here, you know, he, kind of has in the back of his mind, right? Just like, I can see it in his training. I can see it in his attitude. You know, he knows that how good he could be and how much work he needs to put in to get to where he wants to be. And he does it and it's, you know, it's fun to watch. And you see it happen, you know, over time. He was hurt for a little bit in the fall. <clears throat> he was in here every day, you know, doing what he can to put that work in, make sure he's good to go for, uh, you know, springtime. So it's cool to see. I'm looking forward to the rest of the year. Well, it's funny too, Chenzo, because we were talking like, I think it was after you um and luke were on the podcast we were texting after and you said like you guys better be ready for like real to sh really show up at the southern scuffle then he mm -hmm. goes out and obviously that prophecy was fulfilled i mean be right. you know winning that tournament looking so good but going back to ncaa's last year too like you had all those thoughts like i'm not where i want to be and at the same time it's so confusing because the program's cut so it's like you you want to kind of buckle down and get really serious at the same time. You don't know what the heck is happening. What was it like for those couple of months? Cause then you get the news in what, like middle of May that the program was back. Um, when we got the news that it was back, it was an interesting decision because we, there wasn't much clarity as to what the program would look like as a whole, you know, you didn't know Chenzo was coming to California. I didn't, I didn't know. I didn't know what my coaching staff would look like at all. I didn't know what my teammates would even, what my, you know, teammates would look like. So, uh, it was, it was absolutely confusing and it was just a time of almost, um, waiting until things got figured out. In terms of in terms of the Stanford wrestling coaching staff and all of that, and even the the support behind it, you know, and uh, when all that got figured out, then was the time when I had to, you know, make my decision in what was best for me going forward. 
had you given much thought to going somewhere else or like how close were you to maybe not wrestling at Stanford? I did give a lot of thought. I mean, I would, I would have been ignorant not to. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I absolutely gave a lot of thought in going elsewhere and uh, could have easily made that decision to go elsewhere. Were there specific schools you were thinking about going to? Uh, yeah, they were. Mm-hmm. Let her rip, dude. <laughs> right. Let her rip. I was Let thinking. I was thinking of uh, Michigan, uh, Oklahoma. Michigan, Penn State, Iowa. <laughs> Michigan, Oklahoma State. Oklahoma where, State. Where, Interesting. Yeah, to, Cut down to thirty-three, twenty-five. <laughs> What's that? Cut down thirty-three, twenty-five, Oklahoma State. <laughs> what was it like? I'm, I'm making a joke. They cut weight. <laughs> What I, was, I didn't get the joke, Chenzo. They cut weight. Real, what was it like? Like, you don't know it. I want to say the window, if I remember correctly, was like 10 days before it was announced Cole was the coach. What was it like during those 10 days? Because I imagine like you're you're thinking, let's say Michigan, Oklahoma State, other schools, and then all of a sudden the program is reinstated. Were you like on the edge of your seat waiting for like who's the coach? Um, it was actually interesting how they did it, uh, uh, how the process went through because uh, they come, they they kind of in, like had us involved in like the decision process and and the the people the head of the athletic department had us involved in like the discussion of who they were looking at where we would where would go, you know what I mean? But I don't, I don't, I don't ultimately know what, how much of a, how much weight that we held, you know, but we were involved in the discussion. So it was kind of. So you gave Cole the thumbs up. Uh, I mean, I did. Yeah. But, but uh, it was, it was really interesting. Yeah. It was interesting the way that they did it, but yeah, I was involved in it. So I was kind of like, it, it was almost seemed as if, I now, was were there you, helping make, make the decision. Were yeah. you involved in the assistant coach's position choices? No. Well, yeah, he was. And he was like, <laughs> he said, absolutely not. <laughs> and then Shane overruled him. <laughs> <laughs> and then boom. Dang. Enoch, and then Enoch was hired. And then, they, yeah. and then they had to find a few other guys after that. Fair. Coach, coach G-Baby. Yeah, I, I got to get out there to Cali because there's so many characters out there. I, I need to just like hit up the coffee we, shop, get some dinner. We got um, a crew. Real, you've obviously kicked it up a notch, as Chenzo has been telling me. Next 60 days, what do they look like for you? These next 60 days, I'm looking to peak my performance as a wrestler. You know, better than that. I, I hope to, after these 60 days, I look like I've ever, better than I've ever looked, you know, on the mat. Uh, technically, I've got to, you know, look how I can open and create more of my attacks. But, uh, and a couple other little things on the mat, but uh, just putting in that work and continu- continuing this consistent push, you know, what do you think you're most excited for when you look at the next 60 days? Seeing myself at the top, seeing myself and and seeing in the stands, you know, making my family proud, making all, all those people who, you know, been on this path and on this journey with me, all of them proud. I like that. And I'm wondering if, I don't think this has been done before, but let's get Chenzo's opinion on it. <clears throat> when Burroughs just went to Norway, win his world championship. He's at the Penn RTC now. So Slay was in his corner, but he also had Mark Manning there and Manning gave them the flag to run around. Is there a shot? Is there a shot that Chenzo's in your corner in NCAAs with the guest coach appearance by Izzy? That would be, <laughs> I don't, <laughs> yo, listen, here's, here's the thing. We're super not opposed to that, but I don't think the NCAA is going to be on board for that. That would be so sick. <laughs> yeah. No, we'd we'd be so down. But, like, I don't think the NCAA is going to be okay with that. What if we just get Izzy, like, first row seats behind the mat at all eight mats? So wherever, like, 
you're on deck. He's just as he runs that mat. Well, anyway, he will. Yeah, he's slick. Is he's very slick. Is he somebody that nobody can say no to because he's so genuine? Like if Izzy asks you for something, you don't say no. So we'll just get him like maybe he's like standing casually with a media credential behind the chairs. I'll give him mine if I have to. <laughs> There you go. If anybody from the NCAA is listening, I'm not going to give you my, my credential. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, guys, that, that's pretty much all I got. I know you guys are kind of close on time because you got practice a little bit. Any we, last we can, words? We, we can do we can do word association just because it's always fun. All right. I'm down. I don't I don't have any off the top of my head right now. It might take me a minute to think of I can I can two. think of three. You want me to go first? Real, you know this game, right? No. All right. So all it's, we it's do word is, association. It's 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 yeah. rapid fire word association. I throw a word at you, and then Chenzo throws a word at you after. All you do is just say the first, you just say thing, the first that thing that comes to your mind. Comes to your right. mind. Right. So and it doesn't it doesn't have to be overthought. A lot of people hear a word and they want to think of a sentence. It's literally the first word. Just try not to like finish the sentence. Like if yeah, I but say also like Go ahead. So if I'm like Justin, don't say bash. Like right. Or if I say pepperoni, don't fun. say pizza. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's not fun. Right. All right. I'll go. I'll go first. You Ready? It. All right. California food. Pizza. <laughs> <laughs> what? No. <laughs> no. All right. All right. Let's, all right. <laughs> you meant to say bad pizza. I meant to say bad pizza. <laughs> yeah. Because that's not even good California food. And yeah. <laughs> my my thing would have been expensive. That's what I would have That's said. where I was thinking it was yeah. gonna go. All right, all right, all right. Let's start this game over. I want another shot. All right, ready? All right, you can't you can't take my answer though. No, 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 no. A different, a different. All right, but I'm gonna use a different word, and I'll go a different thing, but I'll keep it similar. Chicago food. Oh, pizza and hot dogs. <laughs> okay. Pizza again. <laughs> All right, but but he threw in hot dogs. Yeah, so yeah, fair. he did. He did. All right. Um, damn it. But you you kind of took mine a little bit. But you know it's it's all good because we're gonna go. I don't want to stick with food now because that's just not fun. I talk about food all day. Um. I'm going to go with Albuquerque. Family. I thought it was going to say the name of the state. (laughs) Nah, no, no, no. Just rapid fire can get you sometimes. We're better than that. We're better than that. That was good. All right, my next word. Grant Leith. Damn it. Homie. Was that your next one? Yeah, that was my next. (laughs) (laughs) said it was going to be G-Baby. Oh, yeah. Apparently, he is a homie. He, he's a stud. He, Following him on Twitter has been fun. I appreciate it's him. Real. I went back and I rewatched your. Uh, shoes. It's more appropriate. Shoes. I went back and rewatched your uh, finals match from Scuffle, and the one of the flow announcers was like, hey, "Grant Leith in Real Woods' corner, and he's a lot bigger than the weight he wrestled in college." And <laughs> yeah. Grant weighed Grant, Grant weighed 152 pounds yesterday. He wrestled 149. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> uh, like G baby, G baby's leading me now. He he didn't get he didn't get that big. All right, I'm just kind of stalling right now until I think of my next word. To be honest, all right, we'll keep it in house, Jaden. Partner, uh, yeah, partner. It's Rest, wrestling part, wrestling partner, wrestling partner, bowling partner. <laughs> Life partner, you already, partner. You've got a life partner already, right? So, <laughs> I do, I do. all right, wrestling partner. All right, my third word, Tulsa. Development. Ooh, that's good. I like, I like it. Now, back to Grant. Did you guys? Who won Tulsa more? You He's just you, thinking of his third word. <laughs> Hundred <laughs> percent. Who won Tulsa more? You or G Baby? Ask, ask, ask me that about a lot. Like most wrestlers, I did. <laughs> well, G G Baby won Tulsa a good bit too. I can't. Real. Who won? 
Who won Tulsa more, me or you? I went to Tulsa one time when Owen too. Obviously, obviously, <laughs> I wouldn't go to barbecue after. I th- I got pinned in like thirty seconds my first match. Tulsa is my spot. By who? I could go back and compete at Tulsa. I don't remember. My so my dad told me that it was one of the Valencias, but I don't remember. I think. But we'll, like, we're gonna have to try to look that up. The yeah, first but like I, I went to Tulsa. I did go Owen too. See, I just needed to go back. And I, I asked her one. Exactly. And then I asked my dad where my medal was because I was so used to winning. <laughs> Ever do that thing when you were a kid because you were so used to winning, you like lose a match and you just like raise your hand afterwards, like by accident? <laughs> I, did. <laughs> I did that shit all the time. <laughs> all oh, right. Man. My, my, my last word is flow. Like flow wrestling? No. However you want it to be. <laughs> well, then I guess that's that was my answer. Flow rest. I was talking about your hair flow, but but you know if you want to talk flow wrestling, that's fine too. Hair flow. Tr- you got some uh, lettuce that's, right now. That's that's a good head of hair. Chenzo, I was trying to look up <laughs> your youth results. I all I found was Isaiah White, number one Isaiah White decision, number two Vincenzo Joseph, three one OT. You remember the tournament? Do, yeah, that was Iron Man. Like that was my senior of high school. 2014. Oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to work my way back. Yeah. I just did a quick Google search here. That dude was the Terminator. He just kept coming at me. It was like, I remember that match because I was running away the entire time. <laughs> really? <laughs> it was like, the, oh yeah, it was like the most like lopsided overtime match ever. He was just like sprinting at me. And I'm like, just, I'm blocking. Like, Pretty impressive then that you that lost way. an OT just running away. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I did a good job. That had to be a frustrating win for him. <laughs> probably was. It probably was. It was probably nice after he got it done, but at the time, yeah, he's probably like, this freaking dude, just let me take you down. Yeah, yeah. man, I'm trying I to find those uh, Tulsa results. I went, uh, I went and watched my match with uh, with Zahid at Ironman. I mean, Zahid wrestled at 106 at Ironman, and he beat me in the quarterfinals. And then I had a little temper tantrum after the match. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, but it's mat. so funny because we're both tiny. I, oh, yeah, on the mat. I'd like, I had a little freak out like on the mat. And like you can oh, hear my man, dad gotta just, find like, screaming the entire match. It's hilarious. Like the whole thing is, is just an absolute shit show. So highly recommend going and watch me and Tahit at Iron Man for the quarterfinals. It's got to be archived somewhere, right? I just watched it. It's on YouTube, Flow, whatever. Maybe we need to get all these matches on, on Chenzo.com. That's what we need to do. Put them behind a paywall. LG stocks. Yeah, we need to get that. Is this? Have you, have you heard about uh, the new breakout 149-pound uh, star wrestling for Pitt? I don't know. Semester. I don't know if that's I don't know if that's out there yet. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, well then, well then, uh, to be announced. <laughs> okay, I found the match. I want to see if there's the. I'm just out here breaking news that I'm not supposed to be. Call me Pat Minio. <laughs> Boom. Hold on. So I'm at the end of the match. Is it oh, in the video? Watching... Yeah, it's in the video. Oh, that was a. <laughs> <laughs> hey come on oh that's amazing i love it i love the passion that might be on the bastion mania instagram tomorrow <laughs> please don't do that all right with that i gotta roll all right yeah guys go <laughs> yeah. enjoy practice thank you for hopping on we'll do this again soon yeah it was fun later thank you for awesome later Later, guys. guys. That was Vincenzo Joseph in Real Woods. They are off to practice, but I have another guest coming on. Drew Hildebrandt is going to join me for the rest of the show. How are you, man? Good. Good. It's funny how this came about because I texted you on Friday, like an hour before you wrestled. And I'm (laughs) like, listen, why don't you come on the podcast? Like after you debut, I know Cal likes to play his cards close to his chest. I don't want to spoil any plans or anything. And by the time you text me back, you just went out there, got a pin, text me like, yeah, let's do it. So I'm like, funny timing, but big weekend for you, debuting as Nittany Lion, two W's, got a pin. How was that? Oh, it was what a what a cool experience. Um, you know, I've been training up there for a little bit now. So to finally get to compete, obviously that's that's what I'm what I'm here to do is to compete and have fun. And to finally get to do that, it was it was awesome. 
And what was it like? They well, you didn't debut in Rec, rec Hall, but your debut weekend was in Rec Hall. What was that like? Yeah, well, well, I, I mean, first of all, even debuting in Maryland, like I know they got a smaller gym, but like last time I wrestled in Maryland, there was not maybe a couple hundred people. Like this time, there was a, a like a couple thousand. It was it was Penn crazy. State traveled the, big to that. They traveled, man. I was <laughs> like, holy smokes! Like we walked in the gym probably like a minute before before go time, and that that place got pretty loud, and so. That was pretty cool. But then rec hall was like, a, it was really cool. I had to, um, I had some goosebumps. I had to calm myself down, but, uh, I, I went to rec hall one time when I was a kid and I was like, wow, this is really neat. So I hadn't really, I watched a couple of duels, um, when I was training. So I kind of envisioned myself, you know, going out there, but it was, it was fun to actually do it. Yeah. Rec hall, even as a fan is just, it gives you goosebumps. Like when you guys come out and you, you see how you guys are hanging out in the fellowship, you know, on the bench and stuff. It's an awesome atmosphere. Backing mm-hmm. up a little bit, what led to you transferring to Penn State and becoming Nittany Lion? Well, I was actually like done with wrestling completely, actually. Like, um, so I think uh, right before preseason started, right after Labor Day, you know, I, I, I decided I was like, I, I don't know if I want to, you know, go through with something if I'm not fully committed. So I was, I was just kind of burnt out and, and, and done with the sport. Wasn't having as much fun as I uh, typically did. And so I took a long break. And uh, part of that was, I was like me and my fiance were doing long distance. So I got to go see her, hung out with her. And then uh, I think it was like around October, all the opens were starting to like happen. The wrestle offs were happening. And I was like, man, I kind of miss like the structure and I'm not really doing anything right now. I was like looking for jobs, but I knew I wasn't going to start working probably until like next the, the following August. So yeah. I wasn't really doing much. And so I was like, well, you know, why, why not, why not throw my name and see if I can have a different experience. And, and I loved central. What, what an amazing experience I had there, but you know, five years at, at any program is, is a lot. So, yeah. you know, I think I was, I was kind of, ready for something new and it was it was a good a good thing to good way to start something new so i just kind of threw my name in the portal um as as do not contact and then i contacted some schools that i was like kind of interested in and and you know the rest is history so so you weren't training at all all summer then i was no i was training the, the summer but i was i was i was also like busy i was training the summer and then yeah. we had like a august we had like a couple weeks off in august got it and I took those weeks off and then we were just like start like preseason was about to happen in September. And that's when I was like, no. So I kind of missed like September and a little and like half of October. And then I was training by, by November. So, so where's your fiance live and congratulations, by the way, on that. That's amazing. Thank you. Yeah, no, it's awesome. We're getting married in May. I'm pretty pumped. She actually goes to veterinarian school in, in Alabama. So Auburn, Auburn, Alabama. We met in undergrad at Central, so. Very cool. So she's still living there now. Uh, where at? at she's in, in Alabama. Auburn. Yeah, she's, she's in Auburn. Yeah, got it. So she's there right now, doing classes, doing her grind, and I, I get to, you know, we both get to kind of follow our dreams, so it's cool. Do you guys know where you're gonna end up once you get married? Uh no, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's an exciting wrench in the plans. <laughs> no, I want I want to move out west, like to where my sisters are. I want to I want to live in like Colorado Springs or Denver or something like that. She does too. We love that. that like we love like mountain biking and, and hiking and all that stuff. But I mean, wherever opportunity presents. I mean, luckily I think her job, her profession, she can get a job kind of anywhere. But yeah. you know, mine it's it's more where the opportunity goes. So do you know what you want to do post wrestling yet? Yeah. So I'm I'm in finance. Uh, I I got my undergrad in finance and then I, I almost finished up my master's at central. I was like nine credits away, but right now I'm putting that on pause and, and and doing some schooling at, at, uh, Penn state. So, so yeah, something in finance, uh, whether it be corporate or maybe even like private equity or investment banking, obviously those are harder to break into, but. You need to talk to Luke Gardner, Nico Megaludis, all these Penn State kids, especially the lightweights going into finance. <laughs> what do you think surprised you the most when you got out to State College? Everyone's attitude. I mean, everyone was like so like relaxed and and like always just positive and fun. And it's just like no no rush surprised me. I thought like they were gonna be like when I was when I uh like told kale and, and the guys that i was going there he's like okay yeah cool whenever you can get up here i'm like 
oh, I'm coming next week, man. He's like, oh, sweet. I, I didn't, I didn't really know when you were going to come. And I'm like, yeah, man. So he didn't, it was, it was just shocking to see how, you know, I guess how like fun and different everything was. So, yeah. It's funny too, to hear you say that because again, I know Cal and, and all the coaching staff at Penn state, that they're very private guys. They're not, they don't talk about everything they're doing, even when there's a negative or a wrong perception out there. Like the perception is Kel's just out here hunting for everybody he can to put together this Yankees like team to go in a championship. And what you're describing is the opposite. <laughs> yeah. He's, I mean, he, he literally, it's just, you know, I, I reached out to him and, you know, he's like, yeah, we'd love to have you, you know, and that was, that was it. It was, it wasn't like yeah. something like he's head hunting all these guys, but, you know. So all the Penn State haters listening, take note to that, okay? <laughs> Here you heard it straight from the horse's mouth. Wow. So how do you feel like you're progressing at Penn State? You know, last year, NCAAs, I, I thought you did really good. You took fourth. I know you wanted to win it. You had two kind of close losses. They weren't like you were in another world. Um, obviously, anytime you wrestle Spencer Lee, he, he's one of the greatest out there. Coming out of that tournament, preparing now for this year, how do you feel you're progressing and trying to close that gap with the field? Yeah, I think um, a ton of wrestling, you know, is mental. And so, like, I've been focusing on mental and just staying loose because I feel like sometimes I have good attacks, but I just I just don't let them always fly. And obviously, my top game is is pretty good. So I, I've been working a lot on on just, you know, how I approach matches. Um and, and, and some more offense for myself personally. Yeah. And I'm assuming being in the room with guys like Roman and Gilman, like you have some amazing lightweights in that room. What has that mm -hmm. been like? Yeah. It, it, I got in shape really quick. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think like my first practice, I, I think I, I forgot. I went with like, I don't know. I was, I think I was practicing with some of the guys, but I think I went like Roman and then Gilman and all these guys. And I was like, so tired at the end of the week. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to get in shape good, but no, that, that helps a lot with they're They're all so knowledgeable in the sport yeah. and just like little tricks here and there, just positioning and everything. And it helps with, with technique. And it also helps with my tank a little bit too. Um, you know, sometimes at, at, you don't always, sometimes it's easier to have guys, you know, kind of pushing you versus you have to push yourself. And, and yeah. those, those studs like that definitely help with that. Yeah. And, you know, I know Gilman really well. I know Roman really well. And they they've both been on this podcast. For those listening who haven't heard them on here, go back and listen to those episodes because they talk about that a lot. Like both Roman and Thomas talking about how much they want to help the other improve. There's a lot of guys in that room that aren't just about themselves evolving. They almost yeah. want the other guy to evolve more than they do from a standpoint of there's that satisfaction and helping somebody else grow. Who do you think? I don't know if you can pinpoint one person, but is there any one person more than others who you really think has like really helped you? I mean, definitely when I was training more so with the club, I, I think uh, Gilman, he's, he's got, I mean, just his attitude and his mindset, you know, he's, he's really helped re rewire my brain and how I, how I approach the sport. He's been super helpful. Um, even some of the, like the bigger guys, like like Carter, his mindset too. He's super super helpful as well. So, just I mean, yeah, I would say probably Thomas mostly. I mean, but you're you're you hit the you hit the nail right there. Those guys, they're just they're giving you everything. It's like they're they're fully invested in, in me right away. It was it was really yeah. cool, you know. And I I wasn't like, you know, I don't I I never really met Thomas and right away he's like, oh, you could do this, this, this. Like I see when you wrestle like this, and I'm like, dang, dude, thanks. I know, and, and he's he's low-key one of those guys who I think a lot of people have a false narrative around him, more so before he got to Penn State. I think he's been a lot more vocal since Penn State, and once you get to know him, you definitely get to see his heart for others, and he has that heart. And it was interesting when he was on this podcast, one of the times, as soon as he got to Penn State, I asked him, you know, like, after spending all this time at Iowa, now you're in Nittany Lion. What's that like to obviously have a place for your heart in Iowa? You went to school there. You were a Hawkeye. You won there. And now you're in Nittany Lion. And, and he dove right in 
in the trenches. What's it been like for you? You know, you mentioned you spent five years at Central Michigan and now you're at Penn State. You're in Nittany line. It's kind of switching gears. What has it been like for you kind of jumping in and becoming a Nittany line in embracing the fellowship and the team there? Yeah, well, I think it starts with, right, the leadership and, and the team culture they have. I mean, right, it, normally I feel like it would be super weird jumping in, but the, the way that the team is, it's just like those guys are also opening and everyone just wants to learn from each other. And everyone's just so positive that it's just been like really, really exciting and, and easy, honestly. I, I, I didn't think it'd be that easy, right? But um, there, there are a couple things that haven't been too easy, like parking and... <laughs> <laughs> Parking across Rec Hall is the worst because when it gets cold out, it's such a long walk over there. It's it's not fun. Um, speaking of going back to, to talking NCAAs, there was a lot of excitement and a lot of conversation last week around 125 pounds and more specifically around Iowa. Spencer Lee announcing done for the year, getting surgery. Um, Iowa pulling Drake Ayala's red shirt a match we could see in a couple of weeks at Carver. And I was thinking about that, you know, Drake is a stud and he's fun to watch. And he's somebody you could potentially have three matches with in the next couple of months. Have you, when Spencer was out and Drake was in, did you begin thinking about that at all? Uh, I try not to think that, that far in advance, obviously there's yeah. a lot of, a lot of good duels coming up here, but you know, um, I do know he's a great, great wrestler. There's a ton of great competitors this year at 25. It's kind of yeah. definitely reloaded, I think, maybe since last year. And I'm just excited to, you know, get to compete and, and, and give my best, you know, no matter who it is. Yeah, my wife's due the day of the Penn State Iowa duel, or I would love to go to that because I know Penn State's going to win and I want to be there. There's a couple Iowa fans, specifically Adam Feller's, who's probably listening. Um, I wish I was going to that duel. That one's going to be fun. I can't wait for that. And switching gears a little bit, you know, your sister, Sarah, amazing wrestler, amazing human being. What, what has your relationship with her been like? I saw you rooting for her throughout this world level success. What has that relationship been like? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really, really like, it's, you know, like how it is when like, we're always, like kind of apart we we both always are kind of busy and yeah. and um always doing something but whenever we're together and whenever we're connecting it's just like boom it's like on all cylinders and just yeah. always getting to pick her brain and talk to her just through this process and just through wrestling in general like when i was when i said i was finished she was fully supportive too i mean because she she didn't know what she was doing with her next plan and she's like i get it like you got to follow your heart and then when I was back in, she was like, yeah, let's do it. What a great opportunity. <laughs> and so, you know, we're just, we're just always super supportive of each other and kind of like want the best from each other. And like, no matter what, in, in any stage of life, it's family, you know, and, and we always got each other's back. And so, yeah. Now growing up, she's what, three years older than you? Yeah. Yeah. Were you guys competitive at all with like, no, she's, I think she's four, four years, four. Okay. Yeah. Were you guys like super competitive with like who the better wrestler is? No, honestly, we weren't, which, which really? I think surprised. Yeah. Which surprises some people we were. So like when she would first start it, I actually had to like practice with her a lot just because like, like back then it was like a kind of a new thing, like girl wrestling. Yeah. So we'd always practice together and always just kind of like, it's like, we were never too competitive about like, Oh, who's better. Who does this? Who does this? We always just like, dude, you're, you're badass. Like, oh no, you're badass. Like, did you know always... that right away with her? Cause I remember when, when we had her on the podcast, she was saying how she really like caught on kind of quick where do you remember? Like, I know it was a long time ago. You were young, but do you remember what it was like when you realized like, there's not a lot of girls wrestling at this time and here, your sister's not only wrestling, she's very freaking good. <laughs> like, did you realize that right away? I feel like it's one of those things when you're in the moment and, and, and it's like your sister, you're just kind of like, I don't want to say it's expected, but it's like, yeah, I mean, she works hard and she puts the work in. Like I never sat back and like, whoa, she's doing something crazy until like after the season or after the fact, yeah. you know? And um, even like, 
even now I'm, I'm still just like, like, it just seems like a natural progression and it's not like, it's not how good yeah. she's gotten. Like, even now I'm like, Oh my gosh, she was an Olympic bronze medalist, like a world silver medalist. Like I still have a hard time, you know, putting that into like an outside person's perspective. Like, yeah, because like she expects so much from herself and then I know she's, you know, one of the best in the world. So it's also tough. Cause I feel like when you're really close to someone, regardless of what her success is, you'd probably still feel the same way, whether somebody's an Olympic and world medalist or if they placed eight, eighth at a tournament, but like, you know how hard they tried, like you'd still think like, man, I'm so proud of them. So it's cool to hear that. Like, it sounds like it's not really the accolades that impress you. It's her work ethic. It's her drive that, you know, yeah. Cause I can imagine it's easy to get blinded by accolades or blinded by somebody you're just really close with, with a sibling. Was there any times where like it did get like either you guys practicing or like it got like to a point where you guys pissed each other off? Not not really wrestling, Come but on. I mean in, in general. <laughs> yeah, in general, we definitely did. There's probably punches swamped, thrown and and tempers flared. I I uh I'm pretty good at aggravating like my family member because <laughs> I'm the youngest one. So they would all always get so mad at me. I would just try to work them up. But uh but not if if we're talking other sports, like I would definitely purposely get them all mad. But wrestling, like, it's kind of like that gentleman's thing, you know. <laughs> we're just both well, trying to. What did you do in other sports to piss her off? Just trash talk. <laughs> and we're playing like we couldn't play. We couldn't. We couldn't play putt putt. Our family couldn't play putt putt for the longest time. Is it end up like a club going to someone's head or like we're doing underhooks on on the mini mini golf courses? But yeah, no, I would just get under the skin like they they hit a bad shot i'd be like oh no that wasn't as bad as you think you know stuff like that <laughs> that's how my wife is we were playing cornhole and like if i trash talk just a little bit she gets so mad so personal so it's so funny oh um, and there's a, there's that extra added thing when it's your sibling too you know <laughs> <laughs> and and then it's like if your parents are watching it, it's like who's the innocent one while instigating yeah. i've been there when you see her have all this success on the freestyle scene, does it make you want to compete internationally? Yeah. I mean, there's certainly, um, it is cool. And, and getting, not just watching her and how she trains and like, that's her full-time job. That's pretty sweet. Like, but also yeah. seeing some of those NLWC guys as well. I'm like, that's pretty cool. That's their full-time job. Um, you know, we'll see. Um, I don't, I don't have as much freestyle experience as I'd like, but you know, We'll see how, how it goes. I also like, you know, I've also been in school forever, so I'd, I'd love to apply some of this knowledge that I've, I've accumulated. Yeah. And I feel like if you're going into finance and you look at the finance of wrestling, it's not the most lucrative sport to look at, <laughs> especially when you start thinking economics and what's like, Hey, I didn't say it. <laughs> it, it. It's one of those things with this sport. It's like, you know, I'm so thankful so many guys and girls do compete and, and follow their passion because it's not just about how much money you can make. But I mm-hmm. do wish and, and I like the trend we're going in with mm-hmm. NIL and even all the senior level clubs and endorsement deals and all that. It's been fun on an NIL level. Have you been doing anything with that? Or are you just kind of not worried about it, not focused on it or what? Yeah, I'm not too focused on that. I'm kind of just. You know, I'm just kind of enjoying this this run. Um, I've been linking back like, dude, I, I wasn't even supposed to like wrestle this year, like four months ago. And now I am. So I just kind of been taking it as enjoying the experience and enjoying everything that Penn State has to offer through academics and athletics, not really focusing on, you know, making a dime that, that money will come. Yeah. And it's one of those things where you have to do you, you know, so many people are looking and and you've got some guys, you know, I do a lot of work with Roman. He's a good friend of mine and seeing how hard he works for it. And then seeing somebody else relax and not focus on it. It's great to stay in your own lane where Mm -hmm. I know there's people who look and say, I got to be doing that or I got to be doing this. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Roman, Roman's social media is fun to watch. It is. I keep telling him I want to post more. I'm like, dude, I, I love it. we were texting yesterday about like when I'm going to get to a duel. And I'm like, dude, my wife's like two weeks from giving birth. Like I can't really be driving. Congrats on that. That's that's big stuff, man. Yeah. We're, we're so excited. Um, And I told him like, I'd love to get to a duel. I'm definitely going NCAAs and stuff, but I'm like, it's tough being this close. 
But I'm like, you got to post more because I know if I want to see it, there's so many others who want to see the day to day, the behind the scenes. So super cool. Um, last thing here, and I'll let you go. So going back to Sarah, it was announced yesterday, I believe, that she's wrestling Rona Gross in the mm-hmm. Rudis Super Match day before NCAAs. Are oh, you yeah. going? Are you watching? Like, what's the? <laughs> I, I imagine it's a tough one to go to, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know what my plan is for that yet. I guess I'll, I'll have to take that day by day. But I definitely am gonna be watching, and she's gonna kick butt, man. But I'll be fun. That that's a good. I'm glad. See, stuff like that is super cool about about the wrestling, and I think more of that is great for you know retaining some great wrestlers as well. Yeah, I love it. I think it helps too when when you have like weeks like that. Like I know Lauren and Jordan Burroughs are having the kickoff party after that event. So you have wow. like a, a pretty cool event. Rudis is putting on, then you have a kickoff party, then you have NCAAs. Like weeks like that, they're, they're absolutely exhausting. But as a fan, they're so fun. And you think about that year round because there's nothing it's like, like a NCAAs. festival. It is. Yeah, it's like <laughs> a festival. It's like a festival. It's the wrestling festival. I love it. All right, man. Well, I, I won't take too much more of your time. Any final words here before I let you go? No, thanks for having me on, having me on and, you know, hope, hope you the best. Oh, yeah. Is it a boy or girl? Or are you guys saving that? Boy, there's absolutely no. These people like Lauren and Jordan who wait until birth. I don't know how they how they do it. It's impressive. We, it's we found impressive. out. I want to say it like 16 weeks. There's a blood test you can take to find out yeah. what it is. We did that the day that we could. Found out on like a Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. that it was a boy. We took off, went to Boston for a couple days, shopped, bought some his first clothes, stuffed animals, all sorts of stuff. So (laughs) that's awesome, man. And we're naming after my grandfather. So his name is going to be Freddie. So there you go. We we can't wait. So that's awesome. Congratulations, man. Thank you. You guys wrestled Rutgers this weekend, right? Yeah. Is it at Rutgers? No, it's home. It's at Rec Hall. So got another, another one Rec Hall. Do I can't wait. Awesome. Everybody who's listening, be sure to tune into that. I'll post I'll post Drew's stuff down below. If you guys want to start following him, follow him on his journey. Make sure you reach out to him so that when he's in finance, you can become a client of his. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, be sure to watch the Duelist Weekend. Awesome, man. Thanks for taking some time. Yeah. I'll talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Bye. Awesome. Man. See ya. And the beat goes on.